See, you talk to anybody who is the number one in industry, he is not feeling bad about others who are coming up in the industry because he realizes competition alone gives you an educated market. In fact, if you don't have competition, only you have to educate the market. If you have competition, everybody educates the market. So the overall demand in the market increases. You have to only somehow go and tell the market why you. If you don't have competition, you have to tell the market why this product, why this service. And right now you don't have to say why this product, why this service because everybody is educating. See, a whole lot of web developing companies makes every organization understand the importance of internet, importance of web and importance of webcasting, importance of every web-based services. Then you as a web company has to only tell the market why you. But if you don't have competition, the entire burden of educating the market becomes only yours. The cost of creating this awareness in the market is on you. You can never make profits. If you have to make profits, Rajan, you started with Buddha, but I have to address your basic needs also now. That's why I'm talking. Once I help you to understand how to build successful organization, then you listen to me on Buddha also. That's why. <coughs> Wherever we go, spiritual... In fact, people ask, most often ask questions to me on my email ideas. What business will help me to become, what meditation will help me to improve my business? <laughs> meditation also people want to do to improve their business. I tell them, meditation will help your business grow with God, not with people. There's a lot of business you can do with God and God will really help you there. He'll be your only customer there. <laughs> Teach me Purna Shakti meditation so that I can become rich. Everything. Nothing is going to make you more rich than getting him into your life. So it is very important that you do not think bad about competition. Because in thinking bad about the competition, in thinking bad about the growth of others in the competition, what happens is, you start repelling success because you are releasing a lot of thoughts which are anti-success even though it's about other people. So what happens, the direction of your magnet now becomes anti-success. Not only you start repelling success, when you are repelling success at one end, you are magnetizing failures from the other end. So sometimes that is why you find everything seems to be going right in the business. And suddenly you find one major decision backfires. With all your experience and expertise, you don't know how you made that wrong decision. And that one wrong decision takes your business five years, seven years backwards from where you have to come again because your magnet was not right. You want to magnetize success into your life, you should be celebrating the success of everybody. In fact, you should wish in your thought level progress of the entire industry and then in leadership strategize how to get the best of the market share towards your business but you shall never despise the success of other people somebody has hurt you in life and you are not able to accept this so you're constantly thinking how they can hurt me how they can hurt me slowly your most dominant thoughts become hurt and hatred 
when your most dominant thoughts become and it's only about this one relationship even when you're sitting with people you love you're all the time talking about people who has hurt you people who has hurt you why he has hurt you why he can do like this why he betrayed me why he exploited me and slowly that becomes the direction of your magnet interestingly you find you're magnetizing more people who are hurting you in fact it started with one bad relationship and now you have four bad relationships and when your magnet is magnetizing more and more people who can hurt you at the other end you are repelling people who love you suddenly you find that people who are very close to you are not standing by you during your difficult times you wonder why they are all leaving me your magnet is not right so that is why every religion in the world told you please forgive forgiveness is not liberating the other forgiveness is liberating yourself from the other people say for what he has done how i can forgive nobody is asking you to show mercy on him first show mercy on yourself two monks were walking and when they came close to a stream there was a young girl who was standing there and it was about to be dark so the senior monk asked that girl why don't you go home it's getting dark she said i'm afraid of crossing the stream the monk immediately offered to carry her on the shoulders he said get on to my shoulders both of them crossed the stream when they reached the other end the monk released the girl down and the two monks continued to walk the senior monk could see that the new one is very agitated and he was very disturbed so he asked him something is bothering you and immediately the young monk said don't you know that we all have embraced monkhood and we are not supposed to touch the opposite sex why did you carry the girl in your shoulders the senior monk smiled and said oh that girl you are talking in terms of i have dropped her long time back why are you still carrying her in your head the one who has hurt you in life the one who disturbed you in life has left your life quite some time back you continue to carry them in the head and continue to keep intensifying this hurt not realizing you're getting the direction of your magnet wrong if i hold this mic stand in my hand right now right now i don't feel the burden of the mic stand it's still very light for me if i continue to carry this mic stand for some more time i'll feel a little strain if i continue to carry it till the end of the speech i'll become numb <laughs> if i continue to carry it till i leave back i'll get paralyzed only <laughs> now this mic stand which in the beginning was just a harmless weight of another 25 kgs the longer i carry it becomes heavier and heavier the only way i can relieve myself from the burden of what i am holding in my hand is drop it drop it and the same thing happens with all your hurt the longer you carry it in the head the more it hurts you drop it let it go buddha says hatred does not cease by hatred hatred ceases only by love Buddha goes to the extent of saying I am not even telling you just forgive those people who have hurt you in fact give your love to them pass on your love to them who knows 
your love might transform them your love might cleanse them your love can give them a new lease of life maybe your vibrations will go and change them and they may not hurt anybody else in the future so there is no place for the dominant thoughts you have to examine your thoughts if i had to put it very simply the best way for you to maintain that purity in thoughts and purity in feelings is you have to think maximum good for maximum people in maximum possible ways for maximum duration of time think good for all when you pray pray for all when you seek seek for all when you come out of meditation you want to wish something good wish good for all whenever you see something that has not had happened to you is happening for somebody else rather than thinking why it has not happened to me be glad it's happening to somebody else i have to give you this classic example the beginning of every year i do a public program and speak on some subject and that year i spoke on the same subject get your magnet right it so happened one of them by name vishal agarwal who played a lot of role in the development of alma mater in the initial years and that year we experienced unprecedented crowd so we had to close the auditorium half an hour early we had to bring the police to control the crowd my own mother and my own son could not enter the auditorium because by then the auditorium was full and they all were going somewhere later i came to know some of these people who played a part in the development of alma mater itself could not enter the auditorium so next day i just called a few of them and said that i didn't anticipate this sort of a crowd i was absolutely helpless i'm sorry we couldn't do anything about people like you not even able to enter the auditorium and many of them happily took my sorry many of them said come again okay and as i was talking to vishal agarwal i told vishal agarwal sorry said we didn't imagine this sort of a crowd would come immediately vishal agarwal said are yaar i was so happy here in fact finally the world is beginning to understand they should grow like this i was very happy to see so much crowd because how long will we see crowd in a rajnikanth movie finally we have to see crowd in an ashram finally we have to see crowd i am happy the world is beginning to go to right places right now for their own growth and then he said something beautiful he said see the way i saw it is i didn't think that i didn't get an entry into the hall the way i saw it is somebody needed the program today much more than me so i only feel somebody else was sitting in the chair in which i should have been sitting because he needed the program lot more than me i mean it told him said you didn't need the program your magnet is always right his magnet was always right already right he was only in that circumstances also not thinking about what he has been deprived of he was only thinking what somebody else deserves to get they should get so if at all ever in life something that you wanted is not at coming to you there must be a reason god's delays are not god's denials for some reason god upsets your plans to execute his plans for you you won't know right now you will not know right now 
Why did he upset your plans? 16 years, I was just sharing with J.R.K. Reddy, 16 years, for nothing in the world, I missed my Sunday morning satsang. I didn't even attend my own bro only brother's wedding because it coincided with my Sunday morning satsang and I was there in the Sunday morning satsang. Even if I travel anywhere, I will leave on a Sunday evening and I'll come back on a Saturday evening so I'm there for the Sunday morning satsang. In the entire 16 years since I started doing what I'm doing, today is the first Sunday I'm somewhere else, not taking the satsang out of respect for him. <laughs> Initially, when Madhukar Gandhi and Parag came and said, can we do this? I said, no, I can't miss a Sunday and go anywhere in the world. But when I saw him, I told him, yes, I'll come. <laughs> now, sometimes these thoughts come to me. Why did you say yes? What about you? Because you don't know the place. You don't even know where Dharampur is there in the map. You've not seen him before. You didn't even know. Why did you say yes? But that's how it works. But there must be a larger plan which time will unfold. God upsets your plans to execute his plans for you. And his plans are always right for you. You won't understand now, but his plans are always right for you. Nobody in the world would have realized the significance of a crucifixion on Friday. There's such a beautiful song. The song goes like this. Today is Friday. And Jesus Christ will be crucified. Despair not. Sunday is coming. He will resurrect himself as a spiritual presence, and that will be the beginning of Christianity. Today is Friday. The one who stood for love, his flesh will be torn and bones will be broken. Despair not. He will resurrect himself on Sunday and be the healing touch to the world. Today is Friday. People who he believed the most will betray him today, but despair not. Sunday is coming. He will resurrect himself and unfold a new life for everybody. The song goes on saying, today is Friday. Basically saying, sometimes you may not understand on Friday why things happened the way it happened. Wait, Sunday is coming. And in the context of all of you, it literally means no matter what you go through in the week, Sunday satsang is coming. I don't care what you go through the week. I don't know what agitation. I don't know what went right, what went wrong, what questions, what chaos you went through. You know that whatever you have gone through, it's only up to Sunday. Experience and you're ready for the next week again. You go back into the week. God's delays are not God's denials. God upsets your plans to execute his plans for you. No matter what happens on Friday, remember Sunday is coming. So sometimes when you don't get what you want and somebody else gets what they want, don't feel good for them. 
feel good for them, be happy for them. Basically in the design, probably he thinks you can wait a little longer. So what? There is this tree called Chinese bamboo tree. You plant it into the soil. You keep watering it. Nothing happens the entire one year. Nothing happens the entire second year. Nothing happens the third year. Nothing happens the fourth year. And yet every year you have to keep watering it. You have to keep taking care of it. And sometime in the fifth year, in 90 days, it grows to a height of 150 feet. Now, did it grow 150 feet in 90 days in the fifth year? No, it was building its roots below the soil the entire four years for it to unfold on the surface in the fifth year. Maybe some of you are Chinese bamboo tree. Nothing might happen in the first year, nothing will happen in the second and the third, and suddenly the 150 feet growth will happen in the fifth year. So somewhere you have to get your thoughts and feelings right. The reason I'm sharing this is, do not sit in satsangs to enhance your memory. Do not sit in satsangs to memorize some more concepts. Don't get into this ego delight that you know more than others. It's of no use knowing more than others. Even internet knows more than you. So there is no point in knowing more than you. What you should be able to go through in all these processes of satsang is keep examining how pure are your thoughts and feelings. Keep watching. Build your awareness. Somewhere is there a blemish in my thought process. Somewhere ever am I bringing in some unwanted feelings into me. And that is what should be your entire focus. Keep introspecting what are the quality of my thoughts and what are the quality of my feelings. That needs a correction. That needs an examination. At the first instant of hurt, at the first need to lie, at the first need to project what you are not, at the first feeling that you think there is a blemish in your character and you want to hide it from somebody. You want to escape a situation. You want to somehow gossip about somebody who is not being present. In all those moments, you need to monitor yourself. How pure are my thoughts and my feelings? In fact, you should make yourself so pure, so pure, so pure. That's what this entire process of a satsang is. Self-purification, self-cleansing. You should make yourself so pure, so pure, so pure that you leave him with no other choice but to descend on you. No other choice. The divine unfoldment should come in search of you. It is not something you should go in search of. It should come in search of you. Meditation should attain you. You should not be going after meditation. It should come in search of you. And that is what inner purity will do to you. Introspect. A mechanism that will enormously help you to attain this is practice introspection at the end of every day. After you finish everything, finally when you are about to sleep, here in your city life, inside your bedroom, finally before you are about to sleep, don't lie down and practice introspection. You'll go off to sleep. Sit down and just run through your entire day once and examine what has been your thoughts and feelings through the day. Now, I felt bad when I heard about a success. Just become aware. Nothing else. You don't have to beat yourself for it. Just become aware. Your awareness that you thought something which you should not have thought will correct you. Something so beautiful about introspection is Okay, I got up in the morning and then I went to the bathroom. 
then i found that paste was one side cap was other side i immediately shouted this you shouted in the morning in introspection you realize for such a small thing i need not have disturbed the peace of the entire family see only through because you keep learning so much your life is going in a parallel track your learning is going in a parallel track you need something to bridge both introspection will bridge both because without introspection so many of you must be observing this happening in your life before the incident you know what you should have done after the incident you know what you should have done during the incident you become a stranger unto your own life introspection will ensure there is situational brilliance in your life right knowledge will come to you at the right time without being a postmortem and it's only through introspection i need not have shouted the most beautiful thing in introspection is not today tomorrow morning when you go to the bathroom and you find paste is at this side and cap is at the other side when you are about to shout something inside will tell you mm. <laughs> quietly and the beauty of this again will be that night when you introspect and you recall i was about to shout i did not shout a smile will blossom from within you which is worth everything <laughs> and you know in your own eyes you are beginning to change you know in your own eyes you are beginning to correct yourself you know in your own eyes your today is better than your yesterday then what did i do i went and opened the newspaper i asked for coffee and coffee was given i didn't even see whether wife gave me or mother gave me i took it and i kept drinking i should have thanked them i should have appreciated them for the coffee in introspection you are realizing because in one of the discourses you have heard about the need to be expressive the need to be appreciative that knowledge is there life is going on a separate track the link between these two will happen in introspection and you'll find so spontaneously next day reading the newspaper coffee coffee suddenly something inside will tell you thank you thank you thank you ma <laughs> initially there will be a gap even and something beautiful will happen when you start introspecting at the end of every day you're driving a car and somebody came in between and your sanskrit is very different from the regular sanskrit <laughs> so you have some choices of bad words to scold so you scold when your child is sitting in the car children learn much more by what they see than what they hear if you are not a living role model to your children see for a lot of your children the only dharma they will read is your life if you are not a living demonstration to them or what life can be then you put there is no point in talking to a child beta you should always be honest in life beta that is what we have learned from gurudev anyhow if rajan uncle calls tell him i am not there no it doesn't work doesn't work children learn much more by what they see than what they hear you have to show the the number of nerves that goes from your eyes to the brain are far greater than the number of nerves that goes from your ears to the brain people have to see the message and the messenger have to be one and the same for you to transform others if there's a gap between the message and the messenger if you cannot walk your talk you cannot transform the world introspection will make you realize i shouldn't have used the bad words i don't think i was a worthy role the tongue that says a few words 
that same tongue should not say a few other words. It should not. And once you go through this, one day at a time, you know what introspection will do you? By introspection, you will give life to your inner voice. And in turn, your inner voice will give life to you. You know what introspection will do you? It brings self-criticism into your life. See, when others criticize you, you get ego involved. End of the day, in introspection, when you realize you were wrong, self-criticism, so you don't justify. You know what introspection will do? It will bring self-appreciation into your life. You tell yourself, end of the day, so many times, good boy, good girl, you're on the right track. This craving to be appreciated from the world outside will go away through introspection. See, today, even when you do a fabulous work, you keep begging for appreciation from the world outside because you don't have self-appreciation. Introspection will bring self-appreciation into your life and your begging for appreciation from the world outside will automatically diminish. You know what introspection will do to you? You got angry in the morning. And in introspection at the end of the day, you become aware that you got angry in the morning. There is a gap between when you went wrong and when you became aware. Continue to introspect. A time will come when you got angry in the morning, by evening you realized it. The gap is coming down. Continue to practice introspection. A time will come when you get angry, immediately after the incident you realize. So that is when you shout in the house and go and sit in the car and send one, I'm sorry darling message. The gap has come down. You know what will happen? A time will come when you're angry and you're sure. See, so many times I've told you, I don't want you to be coming... From tomorrow, come on time. During the incident itself, you will become aware. Continue to practice introspection and a magnificent moment will come in your life. From tomorrow, come on time, okay? Emotion formed, but it will not get expressed. Continue to practice introspection. That emotion will not even form itself. In the present continuous itself, you'll have purity in thoughts and purity in feelings. But you need to work at it. This knowledge that you need purity in thoughts and purity in feelings to get the direction of your magnet right, this knowledge will not give you purity. You have to work at it. Maybe for an entire year, you have to practice introspection at the end of every day. Yes, within three months, most of your blemishes in your thoughts and feelings will be corrected. But traces will be there. In six months' time, it will become very occasional. You may not completely transcend it. And it's worth practicing introspection because three months later, six months later, one of the days, you'll have the magnificent experience. You'll sit in introspection, go through your entire day and realize no correction required. And that one day is worth a lifetime. That one day when you can give to yourself, you run through your entire day and realize no correction, everything was right. In fact, your heart will spontaneously say thank you at that day. Okay. Thank you for bringing me to this point. Purity in thoughts and purity in feelings. That alone is going to get the direction of your magnet right. Now, are you going to attract the vibrations or repel the vibrations? Determines by. Is your process in congruence to your desires? There is no point in going on seeking 3 kg weight reduction and the very word pizza makes you salivate. <laughs> there is no point. There is no point in you seeking 
God, seeking meditation and continuing to live a life of immorality or unethicality. From the beginning to now, man has committed to make, from Adam and Eve to now, man has committed one mistake that has to go. The question that has to come in your mind is, is it right or wrong? But so often the question that comes into the mind of the man is, will I be caught or not? If that police constable is there, red looks red in the signal. If the constable is not there, everything looks green. <laughs> now you should be a law-abiding citizen, not a police-abiding citizen. Wrong is wrong. Same J.R.D. Tata. That's why I'm taking J.R.D. Tata. Not only he built 113 companies, he lived a peaceful life and he lived a useful life. In fact, his own financial controller comes and shows, but Janet, why are you doing this? Immediately the financial controller said, Sir, but this is not unethical. This is not illegal. Janet said, I'm not bothered about your legality. Is it right? It's not right, then we will not do it. If it's not right, we will not do it. We shouldn't be doing it. But right now, the mind is itself thinking, if I prepare the balance sheet this way, upper egg book, niche egg book. Doesn't work that way. In fact, bribing the government, bribing the government, bribing the government, government of India undertaking. <laughs> the whole thing has come to a point where even in your relationship with God, this corruption has come. You feel that if I put 100 rupees in undi, I'll get more punyam. God can't be bribed here. <laughs> Everywhere we want to use influence. Is your process in congruence to your desires? There is no point in wearing a spotless white. You should be spotless in your character, internally. Every time you don this white, it should tell you, you got to be spotless, whatever it takes. I repeat one more time, living a complete ethical, moral life will create some materialistic deprivation in you. It is okay because there is a spiritual compensation for that, which is infinitely greater. It's worth it. 